1: It's chris brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Look at the powerful questions. (laughs) Woo! This
0: is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet
1: Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Oh, yeah, this is the Chris Van Vliet Show, and I am, you guessed it, Chris Van Vliet. Uh, The response to the podcast has been awesome so far. So keep it coming. Keep those reviews coming. Keep the awesomeness coming. I know a lot of you prefer to just listen to these while you're driving and you're at the gym or you're at work, which is great that I'm distracting you while you're at work, but that's awesome. Uh, So, yes, keep them coming. Keep them coming. The the YouTube interviews, they'll still be there, but the audio-only interviews will be here on the podcast. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, just like you, and... As a 36-year-old, ECW was such a part of my formidable years as a teenager. So it was a huge honor when Rhino called me up out of the blue and said, I'm going to let my contract with WWE end, and I want to get my side of the story out there before everyone else gets their side out. I know you're the right guy to do it. I'm like yes, I will take the next flight to Detroit tomorrow and we will make this happen. This was a really good chat with a guy who couldn't be any different uh, in real life compared to the character you saw on ECW. But first, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by Green Roads. And there's a lot of CBD companies that are popping up all over the place. But Green Roads is a pharmacist-founded company that uses only the best ingredients. There's a lot of health benefits to CBD oil and CBD products. But for me, the best has been how it calms the nerves Lessens the stress as my voice gets very less stressy here. It also tastes great, especially the relaxed gummies. Uh, But the CBD tea, very good too. Uh, Use the code CHRIS15 to get 15% off your Green Roads order at greenroadsworld.com. The CBV show also brought to you by Samson, which is how you're listening to us right now. Samson Technologies has great mics, headphones, cables, mixers, all that stuff for podcasters of any skill level. Their prices are very affordable. The sound is top-notch, so check them out, samsontech.com, to see the full lineup. Rhino tells me he was offered more than double his salary to re-sign with WWE and basically just sit at home. That's not what he wanted to do. He gets into why he turned down that contract, also talks about his favorite spear, and his new business venture. Rhino is the owner of a marina just outside of Detroit. Yeah, Rhino, the marina owner. The man loves boats. He does. I hope you like this chat as much as I did. Here he is, the man beast, Rhino. Right this might be the best setting we've had for any of these interviews. That's nice. I mean, how? What? How can you get
0: any better than this? You know,
1: it's a beautiful spring day here uh, in Michigan. Uh, yeah, and we're at. Uh, we're at the Monroe Boat Club. Correct. Just down the street from uh, from your marina, actually. Exactly.
0: Actually, a hop, skip, and a jump away. Three houses separate us. Big Daddy's marina. Big Daddy's boatyard. Big Daddy's. Am I even wearing the shirt? Oh, yeah, well so. yeah, show it off there. Yeah, yeah. So so thank you for taking the time to do this. Well, thank you for uh, coming out and doing the interview. I'm actually excited about it. And yeah. You know, especially when you're like, oh, we could do it at the marina or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we do it at the boat club? Yeah. You know, it's a very popular place like Big Daddy's Boatyard, but uh, they have a better scenery right now because a lot of work going on at Big Daddy's Boatyard. So we don't want to get the painters in there.
1: I think most <laughs> wrestling fans don't look at you and go, that's a guy who likes boating. Right. And that's right. a guy who owns a marina now. Right, right.
0: Well, it's, you know, it's a passion, and I never really. Um, put that passion like wrestling is a passion for myself but uh I've never really talked about you know my other passions in life so boating and blondes
1: <laughs> so you're obviously wrestling and you're running the marina correct okay and there's there's rumors out there that your contract is ending uh in July so that's kind of what we're sitting down here and talking right. about right. Uh, so what's going on with that
0: well July 17th is my last date there um they actually offered me more than twice my downside, but it wasn't um, where they would have to use me because the downside is so large. And it wasn't about money, it was me wanting to be on the road working, uh, helping the younger guys, kind of like a player coach. Um, And that's kind of my role, is uh, helping the younger guys, whether it's with you know, because there's so much when you're in, uh, you know, a company with like WWE, you got to be able to learn how to um, talk to, you know, like whenever you're promoting an event, whether you're at a news station or something, you have to know how to. And I learned a lot from Steve Lombardi, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. We went on some media days and then, you know, it's just do's and don'ts, you know, and, and, and giving guys advice and, you know, tell them the mistakes you've made. So hopefully they don't repeat them. Um, you know and and or stay away from making that same mistake and, and that's, that's you know because a lot of the men and women that are on the main roster they're at such a high level where not necessarily they need help with their in-ring work um, it's just like how to pitch storylines and how to do this and how to do that and you know don't stay out till three o'clock in the morning getting drunk <laughs> you
1: know I mean, not that I've done that. You know. <laughs> but I think a lot of people from the outside looking in would go, they offered you more money. Why are you walking away from that? Yeah,
0: That's a good question. Well, you know, and I came back and I said, well, okay, because I want to be on the road. I I, I I, feel good. I'm very blessed. Um, my health is there, knock on wood. Um, you know, and, and my job is to find the next John Cena, the next... Um, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Next Rock, and, and how can I help these guys? And if I'm not on the road, if I'm sitting at a marina, you know, yeah, that's nice, and I, I, I'd i be very blessed and fortunate. I can't help those younger men and women go from here to here, you know? And that's one thing that I enjoyed on the Indies is, one, I love driving. Everybody in WWE, they would always laugh and joke, and they go, hey, we're in Louisiana. they are go, you driving home tonight? And, you know, so, <laughs> of course, it's 15 hours, why wouldn't I? But and, and on the Indies, I can I can do that. And with other companies, whether it's a AEW or a Impact or Ring of Honor or um, uh, you know New Japan, I've I've done that
1: before in the past. And you know, and that's something I can do now in the future. So, are you saying that you would rather? walk away from the company so you can actually wrestle in the ring more.
0: Correct. And yeah. it was a mutual understanding that, you know, we're not going to figure out a number. Um, you know, so it was like, hey, and, and they've been great. I mean, I can't say anything bad about them. I had a lot of fun. Um, I was afraid that they would say yes to a larger Uh, downside than what they've offered me um, because I I was afraid that maybe they would still sit me at home Um, you know and it's not that they don't like me it's you know there's a lot of talent there and they have to cycle the talent you know which is normal you know because you want to get guys and girls out there to men and women out there to work but, um, you know, and then I would I was afraid that I would become miserable. Mm. And that's the last thing you want to do when you're in a, um, doing something that you love is become miserable. You know that. You know? Sure. So, um, you know, and, and, and I would rather um, take a step back and and work for some of these companies and work the independent scene. So.
1: But you could have, you know, taken a good chunk of money, maybe been like in the performance center helping people out. Right. It's the reason here, the reason they're throwing big-money contracts at a lot of guys like you, is, is it because they're scared of AEW scooping up some people?
0: Um, you know, that's actually a good question. I don't know if they're scared or they're concerned. But if you notice, because I, I like to you know, tell a lot of people to shut your mouth, open your eyes and ears, and, and learn. Um, what WWE did back in the territorial days when, when they had that vision, you know, um, they went and they uh, picked guys and signed them from contracts from, like, the southern territories, the, the you know, the Midwest territories, the, the West Coast. And as they went across, so you realize those stars. And I think if they um, sign and extend, and this is this is no inside information, this is just what I, what I think, um, is if there's no talent out there, uh, no other companies can grow. You know what i mean mm-hmm. or if they you know there there's a lot of stuff whether it's impact ring of honor and new japan doing more stuff over here um you know and and impact and aw and all all that stuff if if they don't have the equipment to build that factory then you know there's not going to be that um competition so to speak so i think that's why um they're offering a lot of money you know um And do the guys and girls deserve it? Yeah. You know, and it's not like they never took care of the the men and women. But and another reason why they're offering money is because you you have to be cycled and you have to sit at home. You know, so you're not They're. They've never wanted to hold you up from making money. But they also, you know, don't want to be afraid of uh, or they don't have they don't want to worry about people coming in and, you know, um, you know, winning the Monday Night Wars for. Eighty some weeks again, you know, because there's a lot of sketchy time, you know. So I mean, the business practices are normal, and and that's what you would do in business, you know. So
1: but you, we don't have to worry about a ninety-day compete clause for you.
0: No, no. My in my contract ends on the seventeenth, and like I said, they've been great to me. You know, when I'd go to work, I'd have fun. You know, all the men and women they 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 brought me in. It's weird now that you're that old guy in the locker <laughs> room when you're so young and you're like, yeah, I'm the youngest guy and. Like that, you're that old guy in the locker room, and they're like calling you Papa and <laughs> calling and like, you Big
1: Daddy, right?
0: right yeah. Actually, I would ask them too, but the boys, the the guys would, but none of the women would. It's like, come on, I'll pay you So, but you know, it's cool because you're, you you kind of mentor them, and they look yeah. up to you and they respect you, you know. And and the reason why, I, well, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, and all that stuff. Um, and, and that's another thing, you know, especially being in a role like I'm in, you know, as a senior, um, they can look up and say, okay, well, you know, that's something to shoot for in that sense, you know, um, and they should shoot to be like a John Cena or a, mm-hmm. a, a rock or an Austin to draw a, uh, to draw a mega,
1: uh, I was going to cuss that. You they. can, that's <laughs> okay. fine. If you Very want. Great. <laughs> so they can draw some fucking serious money. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you could have taken a big contract. You could have done it for another two, three years and retired. Right. And you live the life here. It's beautiful here. You have a marina. You could run your business. Why do you want to stay in the ring? Um, You know, I
0: I mentioned this earlier. I'm very religious. That's another thing I've never really talked about. I try to go to church every morning. So I usually get... Every morning? Every morning I try, but I usually get to church three times a week. So... (laughs) I'm, I'm on the I'm on the right track, but uh, one of the things is I, I figure I'll roll the dice, and if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. you know, and then, and sometimes you think, well, if I'm getting paid a lot of money and I still sit at home, you know if if they went for that that the money so I'd work, but they'd still set me at home, I'd be happy, and I don't think I would because I'm not giving you advice to watch you improve. Like Vic uh, Joseph and uh, Alicia Taylor. Um, Those are two that I helped out. And I always tell them, they they thank me. And I go, no, you did it. I just gave you advice. I'll never forget uh, Vic Joseph in Finley,
1: Ohio. Uh, I like the, that we're calling him by his WWE name. Right, right It's right. Vic Travillante. He's Thank still you. in my phone as Vic <laughs> right, right. Um I won't tell you what he's in my phone as.
0: But uh, anyways, uh, so I'm the godfather to his kids, right? So I, uh, um, uh, so the the fans know who we're talking about. but yeah. Well, they probably do know him by his real name. But anyway, I go, we'll have to put together a five-year plan for you because no one would return his call. I was working with Ring of Honor at the time. And then uh, um, he emailed Kevin Kelly, like, uh, uh, a couple days before that so I go let me talk to him and then we'll try to get things rolling and that was like the first step Kevin Kelly started uh, um, working with him a little bit and then uh, you know talking to him and then he kept on moving up the ladder he got in touch with Dreamer through other friends um, and then Dreamer uh, used him on House of Hardcore yeah, yeah. and all those things so so uh, you know and then uh, Alicia Taylor uh, uh, Warrington's her real last name I met her on an indie show and she's a drummer professional drummer always on tour and she you know so all these things she had and I go well and she worked with the indies out there I go did you ever think about WWE because her passion ever since a kid like a lot of us we grew up watching it so then I had Vic help her get the ball rolling to there so it's one of those things where it's hard like as a a, a talent in-ring talent because there's so much talent in WWE so you have to look at where can you go so you're working, you know, and NXT is a great system. Um, I call it a factory, you know, because being from the (laughs) The Motor City, City, (laughs) you have all these factories around you. It's like they're building talent, you know, opposed to cars, so. But you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I felt great about helping someone or giving them advice and they took the ball and they ran with it and they're living their dreams. And it's hard for me to be in a position there and, you know, sitting at home and trying to help people get to where they need to be, because if I'm with WWE, I can't say to talent, OK, I've watched your stuff. You should try to go to Impact or AEW or this or that, you know, mm-hmm. and and so it, it's just it's because it's kind of like. You're married, but <laughs> you're looking for a girlfriend, you know, it's yeah. just, it's not going to work out, you know, and it's disrespectful to your wife and it would be disrespectful for TNA or, I'm sorry, um, uh, WWE. Sure. So. Well, I mean, we've
1: mentioned AEW a couple times already. Is that a
0: slip of the tongue or no? no actually it's impact now, right? It we, It's strictly impact. It is yeah. impact, yeah. but
1: everybody knows what you're talking about right, when you right, say TNA. Right. AEW is now less than three weeks away. Do you think that, uh, as a wrestling fan yourself and as a wrestler, do you think it's an interesting time?
0: Oh, very interesting. I think the momentum's there. I think uh, if anybody's going to make it work, I think it it will be them because they have that uh, football ownership of a football team and a soccer team and, uh, well, American football and a European football team. And then, you know, so they they know the TV contracts, the this, the sports. Um, They have the financial means behind them um, and they have have a good business goal and a, a good direction. And, you know, once the, and they have the talent, you know, but here's the thing you need, because it's not just a, it's a global business, you know, that their AEW's gonna be. And in order to sell uh, to toy manufacturers, to, um, uh, to um, you know, internet, or I'm sorry, um, overseas television markets, they have to have guys like Jericho guys that have been on tv because when you're trying to sell you know like overseas tv is icing on the cake you're selling a product that's you've already done and and it's just icing on top of the cake so you know they have to have uh, you know certain uh and a lot of wrestling fans go oh you're just hiring and i'm not just saying this because i'm a senior now uh, in the wrestling business but you have to have those guys with somewhat name value to get deals but they also have to be willing to help build these other guys up because so they can be the stars mm-hmm. you know um, toy manufacturers they want to know how much tv time their talent has uh, how much tv time they have been on you know before they pull a trigger and say okay well we don't want to spend all of our money trying to build your talent we want to um Sell talent that people already know of. Yeah. So, in order to get some of these, and Eric Bischoff said that you know, with Hogan and and Macho Man, when a lot of people were criticizing him about signing a lot of uh, old WWE stars, um, uh, that that why are you doing that? You're trying to rehash that stuff. He's like, I'm trying to get these deals, yeah. so we're making more money and generating more money, whether it's through toys or or um, you know overseas uh, TV contracts. So that's important. But you got to have that talent.
1: Build up the younger talent too. You were obviously uh, tag team partners with Heath Slater. <laughs> you were on the road with him, I imagine. I've got some stories there. Yeah. <laughs> what did he think when you started having this discussion about, you know what, maybe I'm not going to re sign? He was uh, a little
0: upset. You know, he's just like, I'll just re sign and, you know, we'll have fun and this and that. And, you know, Heath Slater is so talented. You know, you don't really see how talented Yeah, he's there for, you know, he, he laugh, you laugh, you know, at a lot of his stuff. He's funny. Um, but one, he, he holds a dear uh, close spot in my heart because um you know i uh, my brother um he was diagnosed with cancer years ago and i, I don't want to turn this sour, but um for two and a half months it was you know it was like stage four and it was really bad and you know when you know you've got stage four cancer and there's no alternative than the ultimate you know um then uh you know, your mind is just consumed with, you know, um, not necessarily regret, but, you know, it's just overwhelming. And and when Heath Slater would talk to him, yeah. my brother would forget that he had cancer because you heard the joy come back into his voice. And we'd we'd travel down the road. And, you know, and, and for that, it's just a kind hearted human being, you know, and he would just make him laugh. And to make a, a person laugh in a situation like that and forget that they have that horrible disease, it's just like. You know, and someone that I've never been closer to than my brother, um, you know, it's just it means so much to uh, um you know, myself and him, you know, and my brother uh, and him developed a, a little bit of a friendship. So, and Slater would always go, sick of Saul, my sick of dawn. And my brother thought for whatever reason, that was the funniest thing. And my brother, Jim touched a lot of guys, uh, you know, lives, whether it was Edge and Christian, uh, Joe legend. And, and, uh, you know, when they would come down and stay in the house before all we're the all, Canadians, right, right. Yeah. You're, you're, I'm a fellow yeah, Canadian. Yeah. yeah. So they would all come down. And one time my brother goes like this and Legend and Edge and Christian, they all still bring it up. Um, Someone, uh, Barb, had to go to a funeral and he goes, funeral my dick, (laughs) because he didn't want to go. So all of a sudden, like to this day, they still say that. And that was back in like 97. And then here, here, this, this is even better. Adam briefly, you know, started to uh, date this girl down here. Nothing serious. They didn't even, you know, make it past second base, I don't <laughs> think. And I'm not just saying that. But, uh, um, you know, so Adam has – or Edge has a clean image or anything. But the thing is, is didn't he make love on Monday Night Raw? So yeah, we don't have either. to yeah, – yeah, right, right. Yeah. So – so, but, no, he, he he didn't even cross second base. He seen that she was a, a little bit of a clinger, right? So this lady would like call up like his house in Toronto. And this is when Adam was still uh, staying at his mom, you know, with his mom. And he was on the road a lot. And then uh, she would call up our house. Right. Looking for him. And my brother was the type of guy like he would get aggravated if you ask him the same question over and over. She's like, are you sure he's not there? He's like, no. And this is he's repeating the story to them. And so anyways, uh, she goes like this. She goes, are you sure? And My brother goes, bro. I told you, he's not here. And I'm so used to him calling chicks bros and everybody bro, they just started laughing. So to this day, they, they find that so funny. It's like, remember when that, uh, that girl would call and he called her, he's like, bro, he's not here. So.
1: I gotta say, I love that you're not jaded. There's a lot of guys I interview who have left WWE uh. and they have nothing but bad things to say about the company. You seem to be in a completely different, pardon the pun, boat. <laughs> well
0: here's the thing you know i know i, I I'm, I'm reflecting on what i could have done better in the last three years with WWE, I've um, I think what happened is what I'm trying to figure out why it didn't. wasn't more aggressive um, is because I think I was withdrawn, and that was personally. It wasn't none of them. It wasn't writers. I know a lot of people get down on the writers, but they have to answer to Vince and other things. And you know, it's a lot of a lot of team effort, and you know, you try to work in this and that. Um, I, I have to reflect and, and blame a lot on myself. I think the reason why I was disconnected so much was because. Right when I re-signed I was in the middle of a campaign and I was doing everything on the campaign and a campaign is a lot like a business. Yeah. So you gotta try to generate income from donations, you gotta, you gotta knock on doors. I knocked on 14,000 doors, which I noticed in Dearborn there's a lot of steps and a lot of red doors. I thought my red door in my house was something special, right? <laughs> But anyway, so I'm trying to run that. I'm trying to do this. And then right off the gate, I was already kind of burnt out. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disconnected. I could have taken care of my health a little bit more. Um, I could have, um, you know, as far as dieted down and stuff. And then, uh, um, which I'm actually doing the keto diet, I was telling you. But the mm, last yeah. couple of weeks, I haven't been fasting. Eating great, but not fasting. I'm, uh, uh, my goal is to get down another uh, 40 pounds. So wow. but th- Yeah, yeah. Down, so, what would that
1: bring you down to?
0: my post ecw right around then when i first started with wwe so um uh yeah so i'm pretty excited about that yeah. so i reflect and i go okay well i could have done this better this better and this better you know i would have still loved to have tagged with slater nothing against that but i think like right now like you know i'm sitting at home for like at least two and a half almost three months and uh you know, because they've got to work, you know, the other guys, they could put me on the road tomorrow, I don't know, but um, but as, as far as now, you know, my next venture is, I know it's gonna be, I'm gonna be more engaged, because one, I like driving, I'll do a lot of independent shows, um, and then here's the thing, Vince said, um, that if I can start taking independent bookings right now, and the promoters can promote me, mm. Unless um, like a AEW or an Impact or a Ring of Honor or New Japan, I can't um, they can't publicly announce anything until uh, after the July 17th, okay. and, which is fair. Yeah. Um, you know. So, but uh, the the fact is, is he knows promoters need time to promote someone. Yeah. So technically, in the contract, um, I don't know if they can or can't, but he don't mind me doing that. Yeah. You know, or interviews like this. You know, um, but the reason why I'm not jaded is because I take responsibility for faults. Not saying other guys don't, but sometimes it's easy to point a finger, you know, and I love the boys and I get along with all the boys. I can only talk about myself, you know, and sometimes people have a different experience and and they have a right to, you know, uh, be upset at certain things. But I think the last three years I wasn't engaged as I could have been mm. and it was for personal reasons not them you know like Hunter and I I mean we get along great I still owe him a Big Daddy's Boatyard t-shirt extra <laughs> large and Vince <laughs> I owe him a double x because uh, I think he told me um that his arms are bigger than Hunter's, so that goes out to Hunter. So that's no beef here. Did he really say that or not? I don't know, but Hunter, I think he wants a double X because his arms are bigger than yours. You mentioned from your what he said. You mentioned your campaign. Or didn't I didn't say.
1: <laughs> I feel like you would have won had you put Rhino on the ballot. Who's not going right? to vote right? for a guy named Rhino? Right. He, Um,
0: You know, I thought about doing that, and uh, the thing is, is, you know, you have to, like, nicknames and stuff you can put on there, but you have to go through a thing. So I figured, because I'm Italian and my middle name's Guido, so I figured I'll put Terrence Guido Guerin, and then, you know, like, everybody loves Italians, But it should have been Terrence Rhino Guerin. Or Terrence Guido Rhino (laughs) That's that's just too much. Yeah, too (laughs) much. (laughs) (laughs) But is is your legal name Rhino? No. Could it be? Maybe. I mean, but you, I think it my, absolutely could be. I think my—I don't know if my mom would mind, but i, d- I definitely think my grandma would. <laughs> if I kept Rhino and Guido and Garrett, she'd be all. Okay but if you were a Rhino Terry. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, well but I'm—I'm
1: I'm dead serious. If your name was Rhino on the ballot, yeah. People who don't know you and don't know the guy you're running against—is they're for sure going right. to vote for Rhino. Right. Well,
0: we got to check that. Right. Guy off, so but maybe I'll have you as my campaign manager. Apparently actually. you need me. <laughs> Jeez. Right. You know, and then you know and that's another thing after I won the primary and I I lost the general. Um, and I, but I did very well. Um, I looked back and I said, okay, what could I do um, better? And then, you know, if I do decide to run, maybe as a council member or something like that, and, you know, and, and start off, you know, where it'll still allow me to um, work, you know, full-time in wrestling, you know? So I think so, but I'll be calling you for a, uh, our camera's <laughs> almost gonna blow over. I'll call you to the campaign. It doesn't pay anything, so. Oh, you, can, you can sleep, sleep on, on the <laughs> boat or at the, the house. What campaign so. were you running on? What's your platform? Um, well, just common sense politics. You know, a lot of times, you know, and and, and, it, and it, don't get me wrong, I'm not anti-government or I'm not anti-government programs. I think, you know, you have to, things have to be more efficient. And a lot of times, because it's not the, the candidate uh, or, or the person that's um, won the election, um, it, it's not their money. So it's kind of like when it's not your money, and sometimes a lot of politicians on both sides of the aisle aren't held accountable for that money that they're spending they're yeah. like ah well you know we'll get, we'll, we'll get a, some more money someplace else you know and and uh, it, it is a difficult job a lot of these positions whether you're a mayor or a council member or a state rep you know or a governor or a lieutenant governor um, you know tough jobs and you have to it, my thing was is I have the ability to pull people together first off you got to start a conversation how do you start a conversation wrestling everybody loves wrestling if you're not watching wrestling now you probably watch it with your grandparents if you didn't watch it with your grandparents your grandparents watched wrestling and they'd get all excited so therefore you have an in a lot of people come up to me and say especially after i bought the uh marina down here it's like oh you're that wrestler that bought the marina now i'm in now we yeah. have got a conversation yeah. yeah do you have a boat yeah. You know, because I got docks to sell. <laughs> so it, if you have a boat, you got to dock someplace else, like at Monroe Boat Club, um, because they're, one thing everybody's like, oh, a yacht club, a boat club, it's all these snobs and us, all these. No, it's boaters that don't want to pay nothing for a well. <laughs> That's what I've learned, because the well, you have to pay for a membership. But once you get in and you build seniority, you get a well here, it's only like a few hundred bucks. You I go. mean, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's when they have, then they save money there. They have enough money and they're stupid. They buy another boat. That's where I come <laughs> in, you know, or I'll sell you a
1: t-shirt. So <laughs> you're obviously best known for the gore, right? Who, who took the gore the best in your opinion? Um, the rock and believe it or not, find this some
0: place on, uh, uh, I think it's out there on YouTube or hit up Eric freedom. It was at a show. It was probably about Four or five years ago, I gored Game Boy. It is probably one of the most vicious, and that was only four years ago. Um, gores I've ever like you've seen the place just like come up. It, it was so insane. Yeah, but the like,
1: rock like does like a backflip out of the gore. Oh, right this guy, or... I
0: just literally cut in half. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I really laid into this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was whether he wanted to take it like that or not. He didn't have a choice. But yeah, it was it was like a gore on super steroids. Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of people do the spear, but the gore is like next level. Yeah, I, 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 I tell people there's a big difference, which
0: really there is not. it's like I have a low center of gravity and the power of, the, of these gams right here. Yeah, these you are know, giant legs. Yeah, I could go to zero to 60 in a matter of a second. So and then, you know, like. Like when you're dealing with taller individuals, they don't have that power below the belt you know I mean maybe they do but that's a whole nother interview
1: <laughs> that's with a whole another audience and a whole other people I also loved your pile driver and uh-huh. I was pretty bummed out when my they lower ba- back didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so I, was, I was bummed out as a fan when they yeah. got rid of the pile driver but you know how was it for
0: you when they banned that um you know here's here certain things you like at first I'm like what the you know what the hell right and then you look at it and you're like it was a blessing in disguise because if you look at guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Hulk Hogan, when they're doing the stunner or the leg drop, their lower back takes a lot of abuse, you know Um, and then, you know, just with a pile driver, you know, maybe that would have cut years off of my career so sometimes you're, you know and that's what, uh, this is a learning experience for a lot of younger fans, in life sometimes you, you look at it and you're like you know what, this is unfair, this is terrible, this is blah 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 But one, I got a great move out of it. I was doing the gore before that, um, but I wasn't using it as a finisher. Steve Lombardi gave it to me as a finisher. He told me I should use it as a finisher. Um, But then... um you know, sometimes in life you're like this, this, this is just wrong, but something else better comes along, you know, that, I mean, that's true mm-hmm. in a lot of things, whether relationships or at jobs or whatever, yeah. you know,
1: when you gave that pile driver to women in ECW, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did, <laughs> did they have to do anything different when they're taking it? No. Or did you have to do anything different? I just recommend them say a prayer. <laughs> you know, if you're not religious, you
0: better get religious what's real the, quick.
1: What's the key to not breaking your neck when you're um, taking it? Well, don't look back. Look up and, you know. <laughs> Are they bracing on your legs?
0: Um, yeah, usually you don't want your hands um, um, in the way. But it's just like, you know, last time I checked my, uh, whether I'm 250 or 300 pounds, I've got a big rump. So that takes <laughs> most of the abuse. So, yeah. Um, yeah it's funny cuz you know like, I was married, and uh, my ex wife and I get along great. And then, you know, my success, you know, it was like this and, you know, going up and all that stuff. And then after we got divorced and I started dating again, it was funny because, you know, like a couple girls I dated, they, they never watched wrestling, and their parents are like looking me up on YouTube and uh-huh. seeing me pile driving women. And, and a lot of the stuff would come up was, uh, you know, or looking me up on, I think, yeah, YouTube. But uh, it was like they would see like a lot of the stuff in ECW and how I would curse in interviews. And they're like, you're, you're, and this is before they met me or would meet me. And they're like, you're going on a date with this guy. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're dating this guy. Like, you know, it's like, oh, he's not like that. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> very much, more you're very much, you're very much the
1: being? opposite in person. Right. And right. like your intense hair down, like right, right, brooding, terror, terrifying man. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Cause I was, it was right after the pay-per-view in um, Milwaukee I wrestled Sandman, and that's when I, uh, Powell drove his wife through a table yeah. and, uh, on the, off the ring apron through a table. And I was literally the, I drove back that night, um, and then I, I, woke up and then went and worked on my boat and changing the oil and all that stuff in my hair. If I don't mat it down or wet it, it'll just, I look like Snoop Dogg in that video, um, gin and juice, you know, in the <laughs> beginning, it will just fro out. So, um. I I was driving back. This was in 2000, March of 2000, I I believe. Yeah, March, and then uh, March or May. But anyways, I stop at McDonald's. My ex-wife was like, can you pick me up uh, something at McDonald's? I'm like, yeah, yeah, for for sure. So I'm waiting there, grabbing us something to eat, and it's probably like nine o'clock, and I've got grease all over me. And I don't look like a guy that was just on a pay-per-view the night before. And this guy is talking to me in line. He's like, "Oh, yeah." And then we start talking about the pay-per-view. Yeah. I go, "What match did you like the best?" And he he told me a match. I go, "Well, oh, I'm like this guy. Don't even recognize yeah. me." I go, "What about uh, um, what about the Sandman and Rhino?" And he goes like this. He goes, "Oh yeah, that was a real good match." He goes, ah, "I don't like that Rhino fella." <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you I tell go, him? Yeah.
0: yeah, I go, well, "That's me." He's like, "No, it's not." And this was in 2000 before the phones. You yeah, could just look yeah. up and he's like look, and I'm like, hey, if you don't want to believe me, that's fine, but, you know, I figured it'd be cool <laughs> that you knew. I go, I'm glad you, you know, I, you don't have to change your tone and say you liked me, yeah, or, yeah. you know, but uh, anyways, uh, as long as you liked the match, that, that was what I was cool with, but yeah, it was really fun and entertaining though, but
1: yeah. Do you have a favorite ECW moment or match? Oh, there, there was a lot. Um, you know, it was, it was cool, because it, I, I think working
0: with Sandman, because that really put me on the map, and Sandman always reminds me, ow, kid." If it wasn't for me, well, he never takes claim for my success, um, you
1: know, but he's like, oh, I put you on the map. I'm like, I know you did. <laughs> so. so if, if you're uh, going to be going to be taking these independent bookings, how much longer do you want to be wrestling for? Uh, five years. We talked about this when I uh,
0: a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, another eight years. I want to work, work hard for five. And then three, just taper off and maybe uh, get into local politics and, and, uh, you know, more marina and and then, you know, um, maybe buy a bigger marina. Keep the one I have now and then, you know, advance in that and then taper off in the next three. Eight
1: is very specific, though.
0: Right. Because uh, not Tom Petty, Richard Petty of NASCAR. Uh, i was watching a thing and uh he he drove nascar for 32 years and then he retired and uh it's funny because i i think i told you tom petty and i always do that like the singer he never drove nascar (laughs) you mean richard petty yeah i always say tom petty but anyways uh yeah so So I figured, I seen that probably about three or four years ago. I go, you know, 32 years in the wrestling business, that would be cool, you know? So, uh, yeah. So I figured that would be good. And then uh, that way I can kind of, like, I really enjoy going out there and working. And here's another thing. A benefit for me to go on, um, you know, and work indies and then work for another company, because one, I have a lot to offer, not just indies, but, um, you know, companies like AEW Impact and Ring of Honor in New Japan. You know, helping the younger talent and and then, you know, helping develop them, get them over and helping them, you know, go to the next level. Um, I can even work behind the scenes a little bit, you know, whether it's in talent relations, whether it's, uh, um, you know, as a producer or whatever um, it, it or a booker. Um, or even storylines it's it's one of those things where you know even wwe and they probably realize this that if you let him go you know he likes to get on the road and grind he's gonna um you know he meaning me will develop more of um you know behind the scenes so down the road i could even you know go back there under a producer or something like that you know so so you have to have an open mind you have to and, and remember when a door shuts you know, another one. And sometimes you gotta kick the door open. So, and you know, and that's what I tell a lot of people. You know, obviously, right now, Vince McMahon is the number one. And, and he has everybody thinks he's lost his mind. He hasn't lost his mind. And, uh, you know, because, like, I'll hear him say stuff. And, you know, I've carried stuff, you know, at least 15 years that he said in meetings, you know, to this day. And I use make his examples. Um, one of the things I talked to Carano about, it's like, listen, you know, I've got to start setting up shows. And, you know, they've got to start promoting them, these independent promoters. I understand people with TV, they, they don't want. Yeah. But. The thing is, is I put out feelers, you know, before, you know, during kind of like a negotiation. I go, it, don't think it was a snake move, but would Vince McMahon sit around and wait for the phone to ring? I'm making my phone ring. Yeah. And and that's one thing I, I always ask people. And, and when other promotions come up, it's like, what would this person do? I even use Dixie as an example because Dixie was out there watching TNA shows when I first started with them and she was watching and studying the product and like she would sit in an area where they would like um, you know dis- disabled veterans or or kids or whatever you know they would you know and she would make them feel you know like family you know which was very good and I'd watch stuff like that if she if she ever sees it she probably wouldn't she didn't know that I knew that. and I would watch her watch to study the product to study not only the wrestling business, but their product and all that, you know. So you have to be hands-on. And that's very – that's why I'm hands-on at the marina. Yeah. You know, and if you're a nice-looking blonde, I'll be (laughs) – Only blondes, though. Right. No, brunettes, redheads, you know. I mean, I can't, you know, I don't want to, you know. But it's funny. My brother, Ron, he always goes, when's Speedo Week at the Marine? He thinks it's so funny. It's like, easy, Grandpa, with your joke. Ha-ha, you and you guys, you know, Speedo Week, this and that. But Speedo Week is right after Shark Week, and that's July 29th. Actually, um, Monroe Boat Club, actually, July 29th is Monday, it's actually right after uh, shark week, too. But we're not having Speedo week, no, no, yeah. It's funny, we'll <laughs> joke around about that, but it is kind of funny because he'd say that in front of some people. I think it's a dumb joke, but other people would laugh. And at Big Daddy's Boatyard, it's an atmosphere where you laugh, you joke, you have some fun, and, and you go home, you know. So, but <laughs> I'm all over the place. I had no, Red Bull, good. nothing else, <laughs> so we were joking about that. He goes, Don't drink too much energy drink. I go, Why well, you don't want the your audience to think I'm hopped up on something else. So. Oh,
1: we've had other interviews like that. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. You can you can maybe make some guesses. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, Sandman comes to mind. <laughs> I can't, can't thank you enough, enough for your time. time. Oh no, thank uh, you. I'm excited I, to see what happens with your business and also where you end up uh, this summer. Right,
0: right. Well, you know, definitely this summer I'm either going to be at my marina or Monroe Boat Club. And you know, one thing I I, I really like to stress, you know, live life, enjoy life. Don't forget to go fishing, um, to, to enjoy life because you only go through once, you know, and, 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 and don't be a dick to other people, you know, um, and just, you know and, 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 you know, and try to make a difference in the world and, and, and in a positive light. And then, you know, it's one of those things where if you're happy with yourself, usually you're happy if you do charity stuff or help people out and then and then other things good come. It's like yeah. pushing out positive energy. Yeah. The secret. You ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to like to leave on a positive note. Life lessons. So, with there the you go. Oh, yeah. Thank I'm going to so write a much. book.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. Because <laughs> there's a lot of bad shit out there. Such a good guy. Uh, what a happy and positive dude. Uh, and, and he's such a good guy that he picked me up from the airport, which is 40 minutes from his marina. And then he drove me from there after our interview, almost an hour away to my next interview with Zach Gowan. So... Thanks to Rhino for that, being just a, such an awesome human. Thanks to you for listening. And please, if you're enjoying this, leave a review uh, so we can help get that word out there. Also, thanks to Green Roads for sponsoring the show. Use the code CHRIS15 for 15% off your CBD products at greenroadsworld.com. Thanks to Samson Tech for the equipment that we are podcasting on. And I'm going to keep uploading the, the recent interviews, some of the throwback interviews, kind of mixing them all in and we just put it all out there. So keep listening Listening. And remember, I say it all the time, but remember this one vague goals get vague results. Boom! We'll talk to you soon.